Last time on Trials of the Apocalypse. My moves. Who are all these people? With 24 hours notice, I can arrange for about 100 people, vague acquaintances, friends of friends of friends, randoms from social media, to converge on a given spot at a given time. I just recently learned of a clandestine gathering of the elite. The Arby's stakeholders? They have the meat. They have the meats. You're going to Iceland, and you need some budget for that? Is that what I'm understanding? Here's my problem. We're going to have this whole event with Piglet Day, but the dean has requested that we have a little bit of a personal touch with uh, whoever this snot-nosed kid is of Brad's, right? So I need you to personally watch over the kid during the event, make sure all of his needs are met, and, you know, just give it the nice personal touch. I'll do it. I know we've been together for a while, but... My purpose was there with the Dean. When you are annoying, you stress me out. And when you stress me out, my hairline recedes. If that is your goal, please continue. If that is not your goal, take mercy on my hairline now. This week, she is focusing a little more on the students because both of their projects are due very soon and very close together. Overwhelmingly, like 90% of your students are way behind. And... It's going to take you all week to get them caught up. You did tell the dean when you last saw him that you would have that thing ready by finals week for for the publication. Yes, I did. uh, We'll see what happens. Woody, you have a stack of papers in front of you. They are printouts of every account that has been made as part of your catfishing final from each of your students. How are you going to deal with this? I am experiencing an existential crisis at an ancient Arby's on top of a volcano in Iceland. I'm not available to take your call right now. Dial Maya. Hey, you want any back of cheese? Come over. I am 15 out. You brought to life all of these hamsters. And you set them up in little bays with the documents they're supposed to review as they've been instructed, as they've been commanded. And you are too late when you realize all of the papers are basically gone down into the bellies of all of these necromanced hamsters <laughs> as they eat all of the students' works or all of your record of the students' works. One of them is two butts. Uh, that one, the paper is untouched. <laughs> There's no way to eat it. <laughs> it's just kind of rocking back and forth in the corner. Yeah. It's very soiled. Yeah. Oh, even though, yeah, that, that one may not be eaten, <laughs> yeah, but they, it has they, they peed on yeah, it. Yeah, they peed on it. Well, and more than that, but yeah. Meanwhile, as this is happening, I am all all that I can focus on is raving about how I made them. So I'm just going on a huge tangent, like in the background while he's contemplating what just happened. And I'm like pointing out to little guys and making cutesy noises and like pointing out which ones I named what and why why Buddy is so funny to me. <laughs> How's Woody doing? I thought about calling Liam. <laughs> Just to leave a really angry voice. <laughs> this which, is your fault. <laughs> which Liam would then delete immediately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use a word, and I don't think the word goes where I'm using it, but I'm just going to go with it. <clears throat> right, do you have, like, 
a bingo over there that you're trying to... Yep. (laughs) (sighs) Maya. Yeah? May I speak bluntly with you? Mm, I don't think that's safe to do down here. We can go outside. Is there a safer way out than the stairwell? Oh, yeah, just go through to the garage doors. Praise be. <laughs> she clicks a button <laughs> in her sleeve and two garage doors come up. So you could have used those. Or, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they were there the whole time. Okay. So Woody and Maya begin to walk outside, and Woody expresses his thoughts. Well, first of all, Maya, this space, very impressive. Love it. Great. Proud of all the work that you're doing. Additionally, it reminds me of an old adage my childhood babysitter once said. Sonny boy, don't be a pack rat. Be a resource manager. That is what you've done here. I can see it quite well. However, in the resources that I have brought to you and the resources that you have provided, it would seem that the necrophile pigmatosis has gotten the best of us. I do believe it is time for me to return back to pig smoke for I have even more problems to sort out now that I have no time no solution and no materials for which to grade thank you for the macaroni thank you for coming over what is necrophile pigmentosis or is that a made up word I don't know I heard it on a TV show and I researched it and couldn't find it (laughs) <laughs> pigmentosis is a like degenerative of the back of your eye so to add necrophile to it after then pigmentosa. your eyes do yeah yeah something i mean necrophile would be like just death loving which could be interpreted in many ways in a mm. medical sense anyway <sighs> Ooh. I'm going to go down this rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) I can send you the clip I heard earlier. You you should call Liam. Oh, joy. (laughs) As he leaves, uh, the garage door slowly closes, and then you hear a chainsaw revving. (laughs) (laughs) Woody gets back in his car. He notices that his mood ring has turned to a furious color. And in one last ditch effort to hopefully relieve some of the stress that is affecting his hairline for once it's gone, it's gone, folks. He dials Liam's number. Are you not my ringing ring man? (laughs) Feeling bad or woody, Liam will pick up the phone reluctantly and say hello. Liam? Liam? Woody, is that you? Yes. Good. I have had the worst day that I have recent recollection of. I'm not going to say it's the worst day that's ever happened to me, because let's be honest here, there was that one time in Cancun. Never mind. You don't want to hear that story. You've told me no more Cancun stories. I'm sorry you don't travel as much as I do. One day, I hope you can travel and see the world. Anyhow, I'm headed back to Pig Smoke. Hopefully you're there. I'll come talk to you. But in the meantime, let's talk about what's going wrong in my life, okay? Okay. 
I don't know if you have the same emotions as I do, but hopefully you do by the time this phone call is over. A hamster with two butts just soiled on Susie's paper from that one class that I've been telling you about. Do you remember the class name? Uh, I don't remember the class name. Is it... Oh, that Susie? Yes, that Susie. See, I knew that you cared about me. I I question it for like, this is the first phone call I have recent recollection of. So I'm just so excited that you remember all these details that I've left on so many voicemails. They, those are the heart and soul of my educational academic career. Anyhow, Maya is great. Maya has done so many things for me, including some great macaroni and cheese, but... I no longer have any of the final projects that were done for all of the mind-bending department students that I have. In fact, things are so bad that I don't even have my makeshift bring illegal things to work pizza boxes anymore. I, I didn't say illegal. I just mean I lost my pizza boxes. <laughs> Woody, I'm sorry to hear about your pizza boxes, but have you thought about just giving all your students A's? Why? That's what I do with literally every assignment that I don't have to grade. How does that teach them anything? How does that get them to the point that they're going to actually question if they're learning or not? That just leads to laziness. Okay. <sighs> Liam, I'm going to try to explain something to you. Everyone at some point in their life reaches a question of if this is good for them or bad for them. I need to raise those questions. Giving them A's is all good for them. At what point is a student going to say, I'm not cut out for this? I mean, they do have other instructors. <sighs> Liam, let me be frank with you. Everyone at you're, some no, point... No, 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 you're Woody. You can't be Frank. Frank's a different person. I know, I know Frank. William, let's talk about this later. Click. That's a view. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Click, he says hesitantly. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if I was going to work. And Liam will say, you know, you have to actually hang up the phone to hang up the phone. Like, saying <laughs> Click doesn't hang up the phone. We've been through this. It's one of your automated... Uh, it's like using Bixby. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, what if we agree to disagree here? Is that fair enough? What if there is another solution? What do you suggest? Do you have any fetishes, like personal fetishes? Actually, I don't really care. Let me tell you about some of my fetishes. Please don't. I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking TMI. Correct. Of course. Tell me more information. No. The information <laughs> that you need. <laughs> I'm giving you an opportunity to like be more pushback if you want. But... Uh, uh, Liam's just holding the phone away from his head at this point. <laughs> Woody rambles on for some incoherent amount of time about weird fetishes. Finally, Liam speaks. Er, Liam interrupts the fetish ramble. I think he's also, he'll just let you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Liam has no reason to interject here. It's not like Liam has anything better to do. He's stuck at the Reykjavik airport. 
after Liam hears the phone start to be quiet for several minutes, he cautiously brings it back to his ear and says, So, what are you going to do about the papers? Ah, great. I'm glad you brought me back to that. The important thing that I want to analyze here is our secretive mission to bring the son of Brad, Brad Jr., to Pigsmoke. I have 43 students set up with catfishing accounts. We could implore those and award the best grade to those that leave a positive impression on Brad Jr. But what are you going to do about the papers? This would be them putting their project into action. I can say, you wrote a paper, that's great. But until you actually catch a fish, are you really a fisherman? So you have a final project. What are you going to do about the papers? Because they'll want grades on those. Well, if the profile doesn't do what it was designed to do, it means nothing if it was on paper. It is only off of paper that it actually materializes into something truly valuable. And that is, after all, what we care about in the Department of Mind-Bending. At this point, Liam's going to ask, so what's the chainsaw noise going in the background? Liam, I am also... I'm also going to need a lift. My car won't start, and I don't think that Smythe can be able to hear me knocking on the garage. Dear mercy, I'm not going to the door for a multitude of reasons. But I'm going to need a lift. Could you could you could you be a colleague and come pick me up? I'm I'm in Iceland, but Iceland? I've been asking to travel with you for years. Why are we not traveling together? I mean, it was a work trip. <sighs> work trip. Schmirk trip. I'll, I'll, trip. I'll, I'll call a couple of friends and Dirt see trip. if one of them can give you a ride. And I'll just send somebody your way and it'll be fine. In the meantime, how does this plan sound for Brad Jr.? I mean, live your life, do your thing. Uh, yeah, just give your students grades for the papers they turned in, please. Just like give them all A's or something. You are the guardian angel that they do not deserve. Best of wishes, best of wishes. Best of luck in your trips and work in Scotland. Liam will hang up the phone. <laughs> I was at Iceland. Hello? Hello. <laughs> I like to imagine that the whole time you were on the phone by your car, just various zombies have been coming closer, like just poking it. Just <laughs> like, ooh, metal. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them tries to poke your face, and you're like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just to be clear. You're trying to leverage your students to catfish a high school student to attend this university. I mean, I've heard less wild ploys. But that's pretty unethical. That's, that's pretty rough. <laughs> Although, 
at, at a school where we, we recently resuscitated a bunch of hamsters butt to butt. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, I'm starting to question the ethicality of this universe. <laughs> it's like the opposite of hamster centipede. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was the stomachs. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's off campus, so I kind of have free reign. True. <laughs> Said every fraternity and sorority ever. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know if I hit the TMI line like the, I wanted to, but I'm also not married to the catfishing idea. We could very well like approach it and then be like, yeah, here's like all the complications. And we're like, oh, this is a better idea. But I could see plenty of audience members going right now, what the hell? <laughs> well, I, I'm thinking how it would manifest is probably as a background thing where like every time they check their phone or something, they're like, why are these people trying to match with me on Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> Which if we handle it that way, I don't know if it's as weird. I think if if the plan is successful is where we get into some real not greatness <laughs> yeah uh because it needs to fail yeah but what if <laughs> what if it got the dean of the other school <laughs> no instructions unclear everyone's trying to catfish <laughs> his dad <laughs> because <laughs> you just told them brad flanagan yes, yes. <laughs> that's so good okay. uh okay we'll hold that in our back pockets uh that we'll see whether or not that conversation makes its way to the episode or if we just let that happen later and it'll be in the bloops that we figured that out early <laughs> but oh it's a good bit um <clears throat> okay so what we will need from you then is uh, a scene later with you, like just if it's just even if it's just you sending out an email or having just sent out an email or something, mm-hmm. if we really want to trim it or you can just say that you sent you told the students, hey, uh, if somebody succeeds at this, they'll get extra credit and everybody else gets an A. But like somebody has to succeed in catfishing Brad playing again. And then you word it that way then. And then at the end of the thing, it's like you check in with the students and almost all of them succeeded in matching. with. okay i think with woody and extremely rough straights we end phase two aka week two of our story and we enter finals week as we approach a most important deadline of this wednesday when piglet day is the stresses of finals week are immediate and felt by everyone teachers are dealing with mountains of things to grade Uh, Teachers working sometimes with teaching assistants, sometimes not. (laughs) Not Liam. Yeah, not Liam. Well, or would it be Liam? But in general, at the university, teachers are dealing with all the stressors of uh, running finals, administrating them, and then also, of course, uh, grading them. Oh, and also dealing with all the grading they haven't done the rest of the semester Uh, and catching up on that because all of that has to be in by the end of the week or just after, right? So there's all of that to worry about. Uh, Students, of course, are dealing with studying, taking their finals, and also arguing with the professors about what the questions that were on the exam were about. So they're dealing with all of that this week. And then in general, both groups are having to deal with, well, on Wednesday, there's going to be a bunch of random high schoolers touring campus, eating our food in the cafeteria and causing all manners of problems. And you three have a special amount of 
effort that has to go into this week's in addition to your normal teaching and or research duties uh you also have a bunch of students who you need to plan shit for for piglet day because that's part of your role in your department right now so here we are at the top of another week um let's do a quick check-in to see where everyone is uh Woody, we'll start there. Woody has lost all of the work of 43 of his students for their final project, not their final. And his plan on dealing with that, because it was a a catfishing project, uh, is to then tell them instead to try to catfish Brad Flanagan. (laughs) So that's that's the Greg Woody Templeton plan uh, in dealing with his current set of problems. Um, Maya... You did help your students get through their final projects in the last week, but that took pretty much all of your time. And even while you were putting in some research hours uh, there at the tail end of the week with when Woody dropped by, even then you had to help him with his problems. And so you are grossly behind on the research that the dean expects from you that he wanted you to get out this week for finals week. So juggling that's going to be an issue, as well as, of course, planning for all of the Piglet Day celebrations. I also had to clean up a lot of hamsters. Yeah. Yeah. This is why they make jumbo compost bins. I'm leaving this game so emotionally scarred. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can heal that. (laughs) Speaking of emotionally scarred, Liam had Mm. his dreams crushed at the realization that the inevitable decline of Arby's is that one day they will have no meats. Uh, And whatever other existential realizations he came to on that volcano in truly unspeakable in iceland so yeah uh and on top of that he has to actually shadow and care for brad uh when he arrives on campus Uh, otherwise he will have the assistant dean breathing down his neck which is not something you want uh so that's sort of our setup for here our final week at pig smoke uh for this game um what's everybody got on their plates. I think we're going to have a little bit of personal action for setting up stuff for the week, and then we're just going to hop straight to Piglet Day. So let's hear it. I believe that my class, uh, their Piglet Day project is pretty much complete. We're just putting final details <laughs> and last stitches and making sure all the holes are patched up and stuff like that. So it's it's a genuine pig man, just... Shaped like a man, skin of a pig. <laughs> and yes, he is a little bit greasy. Good. Um, but he's also got like an actual pig head. Mm-hmm. Um, so just imagine uh, like the head of a hog, like how g- giant it is. And then fingers. Mm. <laughs> no hooves, just fingers. <laughs> Reminds me of that gif of the deer taking off their hooves and then they have the, yes, have the fingers from underneath. Adventure Time. Yes. Um, and every now and then, as we're figuring out uh, where holes need to be patched and, like, make sure that he's, like, leak-proof, <laughs> basically, uh, every now and then something will happen. And then, like, this glittery blue substance will leak out because that's his substitute blood that we've decided on. It's uh, It feels like moon sand where it, it stays... Uh, in shape while it's submerged in water, but as soon as you take it out, it's a little dusty. Mm. So it's way easier to clean up, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we threw in some glitter because we just felt like it. Why shouldn't he be glittery? Hell yeah. But he is he's shaping up into a horrifying creature. 
He's shaping up into a whole hog. Ready to greet the glory staff, <laughs> kid. <laughs> well, ready to greet any kids. Uh, lots of kids. Lots of kids. All the kids. All the kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to see his pig mantle and tremble. <laughs> Maya has a vague idea of putting a Build-A-Bear voice box into him. <laughs> yeah. So then when you poke his chest, he says something. When you hug him, he says, I love you. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I support this wholeheartedly. Whole hog. Huh? You're a whole hog. Whole hog. I'm a whole hog for this idea. Uh, yeah, okay. So are you spending most of your time this week then preparing that project with your students? I I did it first. I got them started on the last of it. And then I put... My at-school butler, I named him Peppermint. I put him in charge of being their caretaker in that regard. And then my other uh, staff members are finishing up decorations and making sure stuff is cleaned up and tidy. They're pretty good at that. And then I hightail it to the medical wing section where there's a secluded research lab where I can finish out the paper and the drafts and putting all my charts together for the dean. So a little frenzied at this point. Yeah. So I think uh, I, I think now's the time to properly define what this research is for the dean um, that was supposed to be published this week. I think if it's if it's supposed to be published at this point, then it's probably something that you've already you're already some degree advanced down the research track for. Um, normally, when you start a research project, it has six boxes. Uh, and so I think in this case, like you were already like four advanced along that or something. You, you were very close to being done with it. Um, so I wanted to ask, what was the topic? What is the topic? Uh, the topic was going to be if you can sew a spirit into a body Ooh. rather than just will it into possession or evocation. Gotcha. So I think your time is, as you've described it, you spent some time with helping the students get their stuff finalized. And then you're planning on sort of earmarking some time to, to finish up your presentations and finish up the documentation to do the publish. I think here's how I want to interpret it. I think all of the research has been done. Um, I, I think rather than, I don't think a delve deeper or, or finding people to co-author, I don't think any of that's going to add anything to enrich the story as it is now. Um, I think you're, you're going to need to roll the publish move at some point in this. And I think you will just take that role at disadvantage because you've been time pressured to complete your stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because I think there, there's... I agree with disadvantage. Yeah. I think, I think this was like, you had to assemble all the documents and stuff. The research was done, um, but you had to actually like write the papers. And so you've done that, but you've done that in haste. And so I think, yeah, we will roll dis with disadvantage on the publish and then we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. If I do publish after all of this... It will definitely have a consequence to it. And I'm thinking even, like, I start panicking and thinking of how this is going to look because it's it's going to be basically presented in front of the other, like, shareholders and such of this university. And uh, Gloria's staff is going to be present for it as well. But you're interpreting the publishing of this research as demonstrating it at Piglet Day for some folks or, or, uh, or as something else. At the end because of the it was a very special assignment given by the dean hmm. that he wanted this in particular. 
Uh, oh, so this he is wanted like, to show the advancements of our department. Yeah. So this is like a research showcase then at Piglet Day that you are heading. Ooh, fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so then, yeah, we'll save that publish role for when we get to Piglet Day. Yikes. You will take that disadvantage. <laughs> I like that. Um, what is what is Liam got going on? So Liam obviously hasn't put a whole lot of thought into planning or any of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so a couple days in advance of Piglet Day, he'll use something called the Who Are All These People move. Do I need to explain that? That, I think you've already explained it once. I'll probably okay. include it in the previously on. Okay, sounds good. Um, so he's going to use this who are these people thing twice. He's going to use it once to get a crew of about 100 together mm-hmm. to prepare food and banners and stuff for a like welcome picklets event mm-hmm. type thing and get that all in place about a day in advance. And then he'll use it again for the next day to have about a hundred people show up, about twenty of whom are there to like just maintain the food and stuff like that, and eighty who are just there to like be enjoying the food and like dancing to music and stuff. The typical rules of this move yeah. are that people will only hang around for a few minutes or perform a brief flash mob like activity, then disperse unless there's something to hold their interest. Mm-hmm. That's why I've got the people there to like the like food and music and banners and stuff to hold their interest. Uh, I think that getting people there to help out with the event that mm-hmm. are like from your department, like tr- like basically tr- treated as like what your department's contributing. Um, I think that probably is within the bounds because like on top of them coming in, like basically it's like getting volunteers for something. I think that very much sits within the the bounds of the networkers thing. Mm-hmm. That like they would stick around for longer than a flash mob thing because they're like they're contributing to something they're helping out you know, but I think as far as like setting up and helping with food that sounds like resources that's mm-hmm. not uh, something that just manpower alone can solve right because now your, your okay. food is a material that yeah. the people cannot just provide so so what I'm saying is that sounds to me like you need a purchase order okay okay um that makes sense which does not bode well for my rolling because I have a negative one. On bureaucracy for the purchase. Yeah. Who would who would you talk to for that as well? I'm worried that it's going to be the assistant dean again. Um, but I I like to think that because my department has just kind of been without an, uh, a chair for so mm-hmm. long, I just kind of like say the chair wants this to be done, and then people do it. I think your department still does have some funding, and yeah. though you don't have. Uh, a actual head you probably have some kind of pa who actually we kind of just do those layers whatever we want so i think there are department coffers but like uh-huh. it's it's kind of like pooled yeah. and so you would have to i think that why this is a plus bureaucracy and not a charisma role it's yeah. like you would have to fight other people in your department to get, get that. that pool yeah for this event so yeah Let's let's get a, a plus bureaucracy as you haggle with your fellow department members. Right. Ooh, I literally got a score of one on that roll. Oh, it's double. So it's snake eyes. Snake eyes. Ooh, that's. Yeah. Oh, you have a minus one too. Yeah. Bureaucracy. Yeah. So maybe I don't have food, but yeah. I've got people there. I think. I think with, <laughs> with one. 
uh, I think you just get flat denied. Uh, like, like, especially since your coworkers are intensely jealous that you went to Reykjavik this last week, and it might uh-huh. have been on, on the department dime, but why do you get to go uh-huh. to Iceland and hang out and like for what for what what dig are you going to in iceland like i think they're mad i think they're jealous all right uh a little bit spiteful uh so i don't yeah i don't think you got any food or anything i don't get any drink but you do have a bunch of volunteers that you're bringing to the event so there's that okay um are you doing anything to showcase things from your department things from artifact department of artifacts and relics hmm you did tell the assistant dean that you were going to ostensibly go to Iceland for for something for Picklet Day. Yeah. Um, is that true at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> you still have that one box that's got some of the sauce on it that you dug up in the other Arby's. You could just say it was from Iceland. That's true. That's true. Just put a glass box around it. It'll, it'll look fancy. That's true. That's true. So... I, I feel like, yeah, Liam's goal here is going to be to make Brad Flanagan Jr. feel popular when he shows up to the department. Okay. So he's got the, like, 100 people coming in to, hey, everybody show up. You've got to, like, meet Brad Flanagan, make him feel awesome and feel popular and everything. Um, and maybe do a high school musical um, flash mob or something. <laughs> um, we're all in this together. Um, but he he doesn't have like tangible stuff to give okay. for this moment. I like to think that he, like when trying to get like funding for food and banners mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, he would have asked, ooh, it would also be cool to be able to like have displays of the cursed sarcophagus and so many other things that we've got. Um, and like have it all around the giant black swan statue out front. Yeah. And then everyone was like, <laughs> yeah, well, everyone's like one, that's doing too much Two, we're not giving you money for this. And, uh, like we already have like fine enrollment. Maybe. No, no, <laughs> we haven't had a major in years. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow they're sustaining themselves. Yeah. Uh, but most importantly, the cursed sarcophagus is missing. Remember <laughs> from the setup. <laughs> Uh, and they need the replica to show the Dean so they can't (laughs) risk it being hurt anyway so all all Liam has to show with a couple days to go is a random smattering of of people gathering Uh, Woody how about you what do you got going on finals week so Woody is putting together whatever is left of Woody's sanity. He has purchased a toupee that is reminiscent of a dazed rock star after a concert because what was once a widow's peak is now a a widow. <laughs> distant crescent moon. Woody also sends out an email to the 43 students whose work has now been consumed by a double-butted hamster (laughs) and hamster ferret and I forget all of the other atrocities. The email reads, Students, thank you for your excellent submissions. As you know, Murphy's Law 
Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. There's one last part of the project that we have yet to discuss, and that is you must now use your projects in a real-world application. Your target, Brad Flanagan. Your mission, to convince Brad Flanagan that Pig Smoke is the university of which he should soon call home. Please do not take this in any way that could be construed as a mission that could potentially have legal ramifications. Those of you who submit an attempt, whether it be a screenshot or some other archived method, will receive an A. Those of you that impress upon Brad Flanagan a positive impression of pig smoke and can show, therefore, some interest in our university will receive extra credit and please read this line carefully. This is only for those that complete this successfully. A renowned, hardly offered, rare to come by, letter of reference by yours truly. Wow. All the best. Godspeed to you. Professor Woody. As Woody finishes his email and hits send, he also tweets out, Students, please check your email. Hashtag finals. Hashtag yeet. Hashtag be yeeted. Hashtag pig smoke. Ensuring that all 43 of his followers, aka students, have two messages that they could receive a notification because Woody is in fact big on the notifications. I hear that about him. Hiya, it's your MC, David, here. Thank you so much for joining us in our penultimate episode. The Pig Smoke Piglet Day finale should be headed your way on August 31st. Sad as it may be, our time at the world's most prestigious magical institution will be over soon. But if you crave more inane ramblings from our tired professors, there are an ample amount of bloopers from this arc and several of our previous ones available on our Patreon. And you can always find some like-minded listeners on our channel on the Cast Junkie Discord server or at our Twitter at TOTA Podcast. That's T-O-T-A Podcast. And if what you're hungry for is some lively discussion, then allow me to sate that hunger with today's promoted podcast, 19 Hits the Dragon. They're an interview podcast with advice for players and GMs in an intimate conversational format. Now in their third season, Mike is always bringing on incredible and insightful guests to talk shop and cut up about all kinds of TTRPG mechanics, story, and shenanigans. I think my favorite from this season so far was probably episode four, uh, How to Be Creative, The Secret Ingredient is Crime, because it validates my own story kleptomania and was just a great conversation. So be sure to check out 19 Hits the Dragon and their promo at the end of our show today, and be sure to join us in two weeks for the Pig Smoke finale. Till then. And so finals week begins. (laughs) With, with these various things in motion, uh, we arrive in two days' time at Wednesday. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Uh, and with Wednesday comes an important day. It is Piglet Day. Hump Day! It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different day. <laughs>
I don't know. <laughs> it's like what they would have needed. There's an innuendo in there somewhere. <laughs> but uh, yes, it is finals. They are underway. Students are crazy right now. Uh, teachers are crazy right now. The school is crazy right now. And now let's dump busload after busload after busload of high schoolers at it. Ayo. Uh, welcome to Pig Smoke. Uh, Piglet Days is marked by a lot of factors. Uh, there are, of course, a bunch of bone streamers outside of the Department of Life and Death's buildings. They make pleasant clicky-clacky. You would almost think, hearing them in the wind, that they're like wind chimes, like like those, those hollow wooden wind chimes. Uh, they are not. They are femurs and scapulas and vertebrate and all sorts of good bony bits out of sources there is a large black swan statue that is remarkably sarcophagus-less uh, nearby however there's a lot of folks in department of artifacts and relics t-shirts <laughs> that are volunteering at the event <laughs> helping students off buses uh, helping guide people to the buildings they're supposed to go and visit uh, providing tours the jet, like, you know, the like. And washing closely and asking everyone, is your name Brad Flanagan? <laughs> uh, mostly by a resounding no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Department of Mindbending does also have a table set up by where the buses gather uh, that is giving away various bits of, you know, college goodies. Is this a Snickers bar? Is this a taser? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> is it a calculator? Is it cake? Who knows? <laughs> uh, but you find out when you put it in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> just like old times. Just like old times. Joy. Uh, just like old times. Flashback to being a baby. <laughs> uh, a flashback to last Tuesday. <laughs> you don't know what the kinds of things Miles put in her mouth lately. Fair. And you don't want to know. <laughs> okay. So, it's the day of. Liam. You are... W- where is everybody on Piglet Day? I imagine you're by the buses because you're trying to find Brad. Like, you're waiting for Brad. Mm-hmm. Yes. I am also wearing my glasses because mm. I figured, like, they must have some kind of special power. Yes. <laughs> I still have no idea what the special power is at this point. Why they are to enhance I know, uh, of another. You and I know that. <laughs> the audience knows that. Liam does not know. He just knows they have an attitude. Yeah, it's true. Uh, they've all been talkative, I think, here in preparation for this event. We'll get to them when we, we pick mm-hmm. up with Liam in a minute. Yeah. Um, so you're over by the buses. Uh, Maya, are you inside the main hall by your department's creation? Showing it off to students? Yes, yes, I am. Excellent. Uh, and Woody, where are you? Woody's in the courtyard mm-hmm. overseeing the cake or not cake table hmm. and handing out department flyers to those that are satisfied with their cakes and trying to console those who have just bitten into a real calculator. <laughs> just a taste of math <laughs> one taste of math will, t- will turn you off for the rest of your life <laughs> I just can't get over how expensive the good calculators must be oh they're not that good 
Oh, okay. <laughs> they're not like TI-84. No, they're like a decent scientific calculator, not an okay. engineering calculator. Uh, okay, okay. Not an I was thinking about like the flimsy, like bright pink ones that you get at Dollar General. Mm, yeah. That, but they're monogrammed for the university and in, the, <laughs> in school colors. Which for pig smoke, I imagine pink is one of their colors if they have a pig as a icon. Would the other one be gray? Like a smoky know, gray? Uh, like a mud brown. Or pink. Pigs get muddy. Yeah. And bacon. Yeah. Uh, well, the logo for the book has uh, sort of a pinkish purple and black. Uh, so I'm going to go with that. But I'm going to okay. go for more of a, a more of a rosy pink because I think it'll look better. Right. So, yeah, we've got like pink and, pink and black. And gray is just a light black. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do pink and gray. Let's do that. Purple. Okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get into color theory on that one. Just, let's just go with light black. What? <laughs> I guess an overexposed black. It's just... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I work at an art school. I should know these things, but I don't. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> What? Uh, I should mention that I am not a visual artiste most of the time. I'm never a visual artiste. <laughs> okay, so we've got everybody's locations. Woody is nearish to where the buses arrive because you're where the tables are. Maya is off in the, in the uh, Department of Life and Death building, um, which is attracting a lot of the students because it's got all the cool streamers outside that definitely don't sound spooky at all. And Liam. In your your network of flash mobbers who are all representing your department, one of them comes over to you and's like, Hi, I'm just so delighted to introduce you to Liam Webb, Dr. Liam Webb, who's going to be caring for you here at the event. Uh Brad, Bradley, Flanagan. And with her is this shorter kid, uh like well well filled out, well like, you know, well boned. And he's got like a small backpack. And not like a stack of books. That'd be way too much to carry for something like this. But he's like, people have clearly been like handing him flyers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Your people have been absolutely filling him oh, yeah. with all the stuff That's that he possibly wants. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he's got that. And he's like sort of slowly loading it into a pig smoke branded plastic bag that's mm-hmm. been given. Yeah. That is surprisingly sturdy, but still not nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it should contain all the stuff, all this junk uh, that he's been given about the university. And he looks up at you, Liam. Oh, hello. Are you my guide to the event? Uh, sort of. Um, I, hi, Brad. Uh, you can call me Liam. Oh, on a first name basis so quickly. You can call me BJ. That's what my friends do. Oh, hi, BJ. Good to, good to meet you. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm Brad Jr., or Brad the second, but BJ's shorter. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Could you just back up one? <laughs> Would you tell me again the physical descriptions of Bradley Jr.? He's like a little on the shorter side. He's like well filled out, you know, sort of like thick boned. Uh, not what you said the first time. That's what I said. Well, 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 well boned. <laughs> There's lots of bones in him. <laughs> lots, of, lots of bones in that boy. <laughs> He's well boned. <laughs> well boned. <laughs> Sorry. He ha- He's, BJ, I, I don't, BJ is well boned. He's like kind of a stocky build is what mm-hmm. I'm imagining. Okay. Um, when he's not, you know, 
happy or excited about something. He sort of has like the the resting severe face that I'm sure that mm-hmm. his father, the the head of Glory Staff College, possesses. And because I just want to, I think he also is wearing a hat with a little propeller on it. Because, yeah. Because a kid named BJ Flanagan deserves a hat with a little propeller on it. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you've been introduced now to BJ Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, so what's first on the list? Uh, let's let's go grab some refreshments first. We'll we'll get some food and drink. We'll hang out in the shade for a little while, and then we'll head around to various departments. Excelsior! Let's do it. And so we go get food and stuff. Yeah, there's like definitely some free food at the event. It's mostly just like chips, maybe like some hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Me- oh, you know what? Slices of pizza. That's mm-hmm. the yes. They know it's good. Yep. Uh, but it's not. Good pizza. No, it never is. But it is pizza. And bad pizza is still pizza. Indeed. Um, and yeah, he'll, he'll, he has a slice and like takes a few bites and is like, ha, I'm lactose intolerant. And then just like keeps eating the slice because that's... <laughs> Liam shrugs. <laughs> same, Brad, same. <laughs> is there bacon or ham? Huh? Is there bacon or ham pizza? Yes. Uh, we don't eat those things here at Pig Smoke. Good. What? We do. We do eat those okay. things. Here. <laughs> You're like, we're not kosher. Yeah. I think he asked, like, so do you put bacon on this? Or, I mean, if you want. <laughs> Good. Okay. Is <laughs> he work on a get along? <laughs> and he, he eats his food. You eat yours. Mm-hmm. You you analyze this child who who is the child of legend, the child of renown, the one who must be brought into the fold. Uh, in the Dean's own words, the one who must be made to... <laughs> Never mind, I'm not going to repeat what the Dean said. Nope. <laughs> uh, Bring me pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that the one who should be made to call him daddy. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not good at all. Oh, no. What are you saying? It's beautiful. Oh, heavens. <laughs> okay. I, I also like to think that um, the entire time that Liam is uh, walking with uh, BJ around campus to all these things. People are coming up and taking pictures of BJ um, and then moving along. Wow, you're so photogenic. Wow, you look perfect on this and campus. And they want to take selfies. Yeah. With, yeah, to make BJ feel special and to make the dean happy. Yeah, you, you definitely get a lot of these pictures. Uh, the first one, BJ just sort of like, oh, oh, yeah, sure, I guess. And then, like, by the third or fourth one, he's just like, what are they trying to document here? <laughs> and 15 or 16 in, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he starts to have concerns. <laughs> <laughs> and so do my glasses. Mm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of your glasses, so you've been walking with BJ, and I think you you cut a deal with your knife uh, and book, I think, and the glasses as well, to, like, not make a fuss this day. Like, you, you would get them whatever they wanted. You would let the knife stab whatever it wanted to, uh, and you, you would... I don't know, open the book and it's and flip through its pages just the way it likes. Um, we'll get back to the book here in a minute. Yeah, okay. Why, why are you staring at me like that? <laughs> Zach, we'll come back to the book here in a minute. <laughs> wide-eyed stare. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't know how to not do a wide-eyed stare. I mean, that's fair. <clears throat> I have a weirdly built face. So, yeah, I think you cut a deal with your accoutrement, um, but against the deal, while you're walking with Brad Flanagan, I think he's, like, drifted a little bit, uh, like, behind you. You're He's still with you, but he's, like, following behind the crowd as a little thick here. 
and your glasses are like Liam 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 tries to ignore the glass Liam hoping they'll be quiet Liam Liam why do you want (laughs) it's been a few weeks could we visit the Dean bring the world back into focus I have an idea so this kid that we're walking around with yes is probably going to end up meeting the Dean at some point yes I don't want to go near the Dean but this kid doesn't know any better so what if I gave you to the kid and told the kid to give you to the dean. Won't the dean think that I have a kid then? Will that no. make things weird between us? No. No. Like, glasses don't usually have kids. Oh. Dean, the dean probably won't assume that. Okay. Sure. If you think this will get me closer to the dean. Great. Now shut up. Okay. Turn left ahead. (laughs) (laughs) For once, it is actually left ahead that you're supposed to go. (laughs) Which is a worrying thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is Mike Daniel, host of 19 Hits the Dragon, the bi-weekly podcast where I interview creators from the tabletop RPG community and get answers to the long-awaited questions like... Um, How are you so talented? Where do you get all of your ideas and how can I do that for myself? Deal with situations like... Or have you ever seen a giant earthworm? Those things are terrifying. Cover hot takes. Know the rules, but know that they can be broken. And especially if it just makes it way cooler more fun and break them and of course highest level of professionalism here on 19 hits the dragon as always so just search 19 hits the dragon on your podcast platform of choice and then go out and tell 19 of your closest friends and we'll see y'all there bye-bye